me, I'm Michelle. And I'm Dana Marie, and we are Empowered to Advocate. Our goal is to help parents and caregivers uh, navigate the often confusing special education process so that they can become the best advocates for their children. Tune in every Friday for your tip, tool, or strategy that can be implemented right away so you feel confident and empowered to be the best advocate for your child. Hello, everybody. I am Michelle Farrell, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host and business partner, Dana Marie Sinsis, and we are Empowered to Advocate, and we are super, super excited to be starting our Empowered to Advocate podcast so that we can bring our mission of helping parents and caregivers feel empowered to be the best advocates for their children um, in this other variation, this other media. So we're super excited to be here today. Hey, Dana Marie. Our purpose today is just to kind of tell you a little bit of who we are and what services we offer and how to connect with us and the best way to connect with us. If you are feeling like you're a little confused with how to navigate the special education process, if your child has an IEP, does not have an IEP, schedule a 20-minute consult with us, either with the link in the show notes or at Empowered to Advocate dot com and set up. It's free and we can just chat about your needs and how we can best support you. So Dana Marie, why don't you talk a little bit about who you are? So hi, everybody. Like Michelle said, I am Dana Marie. I am one half of Empowered to Advocate, uh, formerly a high school teacher, um, history, special education, and also a high school team chairperson for special education. I am currently completing my PhD um, in education leadership policy studies um, while also working uh, with Empower to Advocate and working with parents and caregivers this school year, helping them navigate the special education process. I'm really excited. This is not Michelle's first podcast, but it is my first podcast, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with people Um, like Michelle said, through this medium, in addition to all of the other ways that we um, know you all and have connected with you all over the last year. Yay. So I just feel so grateful to have this partnership with you, Dana Marie, um, so that we can really help and support as many parents and children as we can. Um, So a little bit about me, I have been a special educator for two decades, believe it or not. And um, I work in a K-8 school currently. I have also worked in an out-of-district private school for students, um, primarily with autism diagnosis. Um, I've worked in a co-teaching classroom for eighth grade, and I've worked in sixth grade. I did small group math pullout for a while, and now most recently I have been the special education team chairperson at my school 
for, I think this is my ninth year doing it. Um, So it's been a long time. So I have seen and worked with many, many students, many, many families. I have written a bazillion IEPs and I, one of the things I see the most, and I'm sure it's similar to you, Dana Marie, is the, um, just the confusion, the nervousness, the anxiety that caregivers come into the IEP process with, um, not really understanding what it is, um, why their child needs it or doesn't need it. Um, and I just feel like if we can support folks with understanding the process and alleviating that and knowing that for the most part, the team process is really about being a team, not being about adversarial, not being about, you know, butting heads, but truly being there to work together um, in a collaborative sort of process. Um, and the more knowledgeable parents can be, the more likely that collaboration is going to happen. Yeah, something I was actually thinking about today when I was taking my walk was that we often actually um, hear from people and get referrals from other educators. And I think that just points to how niche and specialized the special education part of public education is. And so even folks who work in schools, who have worked in schools for 10, 15, 20 years, um, administrators, I just talked to a a new first grade uh, teacher last week or the week before, and even people in schools can be confused and it's mm-hmm. totally, totally reasonable to be confused. Um, like I said, it's a really specialized part of education, um, special education. And unless you've been like Michelle and I as a team chairperson for, for many years, or you've worked as a special educator, if you work in another area of school or with another group of students, you just might not know um, everything. We, we talk a lot about, you know, one thing we want to do is break down a barrier for parents so that they're not sifting through case law and procedural mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of articles on the internet with telling them all different things. There's just so much information um, out there and there's just so many nuances to the special education process that one thing that we really want to do is kind of cut through that for parents and give them sort of an easier avenue um, to sort of understanding how to advocate for their kid. Yeah. And I think, you know, the ultimate goal here is for parents to eventually not need us anymore, um, to be able to feel confident and feel capable, to feel empowered, to go into a meeting and know that they're, they know what they're talking about, know that they know what to ask for, what questions to ask, how to be prepared for a meeting. And, um, I think also sometimes like advocates get a bad rap. Um, uh, Like school teams can feel very nervous when an advocate comes in on the scene. And I think that there's, you know, there can, there's can always be somebody who is not about creating that team feeling right. But that's not everybody. So if you're an educator, and you have an advocate walk into your team meeting, know that they're there to support the child, right? They're supposed, they're there to support the parents and, um, it shouldn't make you feel nervous about what you're doing. It should just, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing for the student, 
or the child to the best of your ability, then everybody's on the same page, right? I think we forget too that it's like, it's much like every other industry, right? Like I actually just today had a phone call with um, a copy editor, somebody who is going to be copy editing some of the, the work that I've written over the last couple of years. And that's his specialty. That's not my specialty. And it's okay to have somebody who it is their specialty to help you through a process. That's kind of how I see an advocate. It's like going into your doctor's office, right? You don't know everything the doctor knows. You do not know everything the nurse knows or the nurse practitioner or the administrative assistant in the doctor's office. They just have a different base of knowledge than you do and you rely on them. Um, obviously for their knowledge, but sometimes you need support through that as well. And sometimes right. you need other people who can help you navigate the plethora of information that's involved. And that's kind of how I think of um, what we do as coaches, as parent coaches and as advocates for, for kids and families is we're just somebody who specializes in that particular area who can help not just the parents and caregivers, but the school teams, the teachers, everybody else, the specialists kind of get through the process in a way that helps the child to the best mm -hmm. of everyone's ability. Yeah. We're not about a, we gotcha or a, you know, let's catch you in something like that's not what it's about. Um, because ultimately a team that feels adversarial, um, is not going to have the best time supporting the child. And that's who it's all about. That's yeah, who it's all about. Nobody wants to be in those meetings. Nobody no. wants to have those conversations. Like, let's come together as a team, as a group, and work together. Everyone bringing their own expertise and knowledge base and see what's the best way that we can help this particular mm -hmm. child or student. Always assuming that everybody at that table has the best intentions to be the best that they can be for the child. Yeah. So... So, Damarie, what are some of the ways that we work with parents? What are some of the ways that we can support people? Um, so before somebody schedules a consult with us, you know, what might they be looking at in a way to work with us? I was just thinking, we've said a lot about why we're doing this, but not mm. exactly what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we do? I, I think it's part, partly we don't lean in with that because we kind of do a little bit of everything. And that's because we tailor every single one of our services to the parent, to the family that we're working with. Um, so for instance, um, some of the families that we work with, uh, they work with us for a three or four month period. And so it's more of like a subscription service where they pay us a flat fee and then we kind of work with them throughout the entire process. So for instance, if a child's going through an initial or reevaluation, um, the family might reach out to us to help them start the process, send a letter to the school to ask for an evaluation, to walk them through the process, to walk them through the evaluations, to maybe even attend the eligibility meeting with them. Um, so that's one option. We have other folks who come and ask us to review IEPs or to review previous evaluations that have been completed for their child to see if anything was missed or to kind of get a second set of eyes. Um, we offer observation services where one of us will go into your child's classroom um, and conduct an observation um, and share with you and the school team a report 
What are some of the things we observed? What are some of our recommendations for moving forward? How can we support the child kind of as a whole team? Um, we do, like uh, typical advocates, we do attend IEP meetings as well or other school-based meetings. We don't have to do that. Um, you know, you can kind of work with us behind the scenes and we can help you, like I said, with writing letters and emails to school teams and going over documentation and reviewing the IEP and giving it feedback. And then you feel confident and you go into the IEP meeting on your own or with your partner or spouse or a family member. Um, that's something that, that we do as well. So that's just a few different options because like I said, quite honestly, we use that 20 minute consult at the beginning of the process to speak with parents and families and see exactly what they need before we move forward, before we propose kind of how we think we can help them because we've never, I, I'll speak for myself, but I think I'll speak for both of us when I say I've never had two cases or two children or two families that are the same. It's just exactly. Um, and so we don't want to say that this is what we do. This is our one service that we can offer parents, take it or leave it, because that that just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, in special education, it's not what we would want folks to do in schools. And it's certainly not what we want to do as as coaches and advocates. Putting the eye back and in individualized. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think, you know, our goal for this first episode was to just give you a little piece of who we are, why we do what we do and, you know, how to connect with us and what kinds of services and what you might expect when you work with us. Um, but again, scheduling that consult with us to kick things off and answer your questions is really the best way to know that if we're a good fit to work with you too. So we hope and that... Sorry, but speaking of where to find us, because we haven't said that either, um, <laughs> you can find us at empoweredtoadvocate.com with the number two. Um, you can find us on Instagram with the same handle, Empowered to Advocate, on Facebook and LinkedIn with the same handle as Pinterest. well. Pinterest. Pinterest, all the same. So if you have one of our names, you have them all. And yeah. Obviously, here as well, um, we will be dropping some some new episodes soon, and so continue to follow us here, also at Empowered to Advocate. I think I covered them all. I think so, and we also have an email, so Empowered to Advocate at Gmail dot com. So, pretty much anywhere you Google Empowered to, it's the number two Advocate. Um, we should pop up as your as your peeps. So we're really looking forward to connecting with you and we look forward to bringing you new episodes. And if you ever have a question that you would like for us to address either in a podcast and or a blog, please let us know. You can email us um, at empoweredtoadvocate at gmail.com and we can get that answered for you on an episode. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'm Michelle and I'm Dana Marie and we are empowered to advocate our goal is to help parents and caregivers uh, navigate the often confusing special education process so that they can become the best advocates for their children tune in every Friday for your tip 
tool or strategy that can be implemented right away so you feel confident and empowered to be the best advocate for your child. Listening to our podcast or participating in one of our live webinars or sessions, you acknowledge that Empowered to Advocate provide thoughtful, comprehensive, and data-driven coaching and advice. By participating, you understand that this service is not legal advice, nor does it constitute legal services. It is understood that E2A is serving in the role of coach and consultant to you on your child's behalf. In participating or listening, the parent or caregiver understands that there are no guarantees of success in obtaining the outcome desired by the parent or caregiver. The parent or caregiver agrees to hold Empowered to Advocate and any coaches working with them harmless with regard to the outcome of meetings, services, hearings, etc.